That's a strange way for a Mormon to talk. I know. <laughs> in the first place. Oh. Uh, that's what makes it good. Uh, Dennis, my man, it's been too long. Like three, yeah. well, four weeks. I mean... You fell asleep last week. Yeah. Had me worried. I, you know, when you're, when you're a no-show, I'm like, oh, my God, maybe something happened. He must be dead in the gutter, you know. yes. Well, uh, no, I would maybe not go that far, but whatever. So I get worried. So I was glad. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, he might have fallen asleep. It's 1030 there. I mean, you know. Very, very, very yeah. true. Near Thanksgiving, you know. I've been so... I used to be so much more aligned to the East Coast American schedule because I would, uh, that's the hours that I worked. And right. I would take off a little bit of from work to have dinner with my family and I'd go back to work and then finish, uh, finish work. And then I would have, uh, I don't know, Typically, typically take an hour or something to like watch some TV or something before I went to bed at, mid at midnight. But uh, now that I'm all on this like European timeline where like I have meetings in my morning and uh, and craziness, it's uh, I'm much more uh, in line with the European time zone. So it's uh, it's different that uh and so uh, it's sometimes i'm exhausted at uh six hour difference is a lot when you've worked all day as opposed to in the old schedule you were just finishing up work right exactly so it uh yeah and before i and i will always treasure that schedule because it let me spend all morning with my young children when they were young uh and that was super important yeah uh but now that they go off to school uh, it's i have discovered that i'm more wow are the cops coming to get you uh Who i knows man <laughs> i've uh I've discovered that I'm more productive in the in the morning when I'm like fully rested and and stuff. Oh sure, oh sure. But uh, oh sure. Well, you know, we ought to, we could always look at making it earlier. Well, I don't want to because I'm not. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of uh, scheduling concerns anymore. My contracts are down to zip point shit, and childcare is pretty much under control. On Wednesday, there's only the baby here. As opposed to uh, uh, Friday, when we got two grandchildren, two grandbabies. Right. Um, if but, I mean, if we could go an hour earlier, yeah, uh, that would be Let's amazing. Let's give it a shot. All right, I'll Let's uh, give it a shot. Up. I'll reschedule the me, uh, calendar event. Yeah, event let, me, let me look at one thing though, because I knew I did have a. Sorry to do this. You'll have to edit it out, I guess. <laughs> paperwork. Paperwork. Oh. Flipping papers, paper, paper, Wednesday, Wednesday, flipping papers. No, I got nothing on. You ain't got shit. Wednesdays in December. No, December's all free for you. Cool. All right, even though you look like Santa Claus. Yeah, I've rescheduled my colonoscopy and put it off a few days. <laughs> That's uh, it's every five years. I used to get it every year. 
I told you about the big uh, thing they found in me. Oh, my God. Took pictures of it. They found a big thing in and, you? Uh, when, when was this? Yeah. I, uh, something they found up my ass. One of those... Uh, polyp? What do you call it? Col- yeah, polyp. Okay. And it was bigger than shit, man. It was, it was bigger than a quarter, you know. And, wow. And, and puffy, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm recuperating in the operating room. And I liked where I went. And they had music on, you know, when I was falling asleep. And the, that woman doctor was pleasant. Right. And I woke up. And she said, blah, blah, blah. And um, she said, oh, well, you know, it's kind of bad news and good news. We found some things. We found an, an one big butt. And she said, and, and I have it right here. Oh, no. And she Do you want to hold it in your hand? And she said, uh, but it's nice, you know, because it's it's pink and it's kind of soft. And I said to her, are you going to take it home as a pet and name it? And she thought that was very funny. Oh, Thank goodness. Little Dennis. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, little shit. Oh, well. Well. No. I, I, um, uh. So I'm, I'm getting another one. I'm, I'm five years out. <clears throat> the, so in theory, uh, the, Policy used to be in the states to start the colonoscopies at age fifty. Uh, Fifty-five, I believe. But well, no, it used to be fifty, uh, and and they've since uh, suggested moving back to forty-five, which is uh, uh. which is yours truly here, and it's a. It's one of those things that is, uh, if if it manages to prevent something, then it you know saves your life. Otherwise, it's a big pain in the ass. No pun intended. Uh, but oh no, I think you intended that pun. But it's it, so I'm I'm kind of curious to ask my doctor. Like, so when when do I start the uh, the cave uh, exploration? Well, and he would say, Pardon. well, you know, uh, there's no downside in doing it early. No pun intended. Yeah. Just an up, up your up you know, downside. I mean, if, if yeah. you can do it now or you can wait, but the recommendation is blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you don't show any symptoms or signs. So, you know. Right. But the, but there, there's so many, so many stories of, you know, there were no symptoms or signs, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. caught this earlier, blah, blah, blah. Uh, right, 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 right. So, why not start looking earlier? I don't know. It's a thing I'm curious about. Uh, well, and you have you ever had one? No. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm, so so the, that's why the, I'm curious. The, the trouble, yeah, well, save it. The, uh, the difficult part of it, in many aspects, is the preparation. The most difficult part of it is the prep because you've got to drink two 64 ounce. Bottles of liquid. That's this. That's disgusting. Over the course of twelve hours, and along with it, all sorts of shit. No pun intended. Yes. To uh, to make you evacuate everything. Yep. And so you can't. You got to stay next to a toilet. You've got to do it. It takes hours. <laughs> next day, you're tired as can be, and then they put you out. Right. So, 
after that, it's like I don't remember any after effects. But they tell you to, uh, to pick something that you like the taste of. And the, and the trouble is, is that no matter how much you like it, after you drink 128 ounces of it in two hours, you're not going to like it anymore. So makes me want to burp. <laughs> wow, that's that's four liters. Okay, wow, that's it's uh, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of liquid. Yeah, the the stories I've heard are that uh, uh, that's it's kind of comic in the waiting room to go and have that done where like everyone's there waiting and then like there's a bathroom there and everyone is like needing to shit their some themselves all the time and <laughs> and like there's a there's a there's a there's a line to get into the bathroom and everyone's just uh but uh well anyway i want to i want to i want to wish it on anybody but um I'm, we, we have, I had uh, it done five years ago, which I had it done annually, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 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 <laughs> I told you about the ice cream store we saw on the way driving it's called Uranus Ice Cream. Uh, and... The pictures of the ice cream, like soft serve, which when you put it on a, you know, it sure. looks like a pile of perfectly yes. laid shit. Yes. Cartoon, cartoon shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the emoji. Usually yeah. look like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, I mean, I, that's just a random thought. Mine do. Mine come out like soft serve. A little, oh, do they? Well, a little. It's really good to know. <laughs> I love it when somebody farts and you say, "Oh my God!" and they say, "What? I don't. It doesn't smell." Because you can't smell your own farts very well. Some people sometimes can't smell their own. Farts. Yeah, I I try my best, but to smell them because yeah. you like it. I mean, you know, it's. it's I saw I saw a movie last night. Uh, picked a war movie for old dad. You know, old pops here. Yeah, who loves war movies. And it was strange. I want to research it a little bit because I'm intrigued by it. It's got some actors in it who I, I like a lot and I've seen in movies since, including uh, uh, Oliphant, who was in the, um, oh, shit, the Western movie. What was I the name of the series. movie you saw? Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. I can't remember the name of the, uh, uh, the Timothy Oliphant is his name. Yes. And I looked, I knew several actors, and the odd thing was, I looked up their filmography, yep. and even though they were in this movie, and even though the Wikipedia, for example, seemed to be reading as a complete list, it didn't say he was in this, 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 and others, you know, and the filmography is a chart, it's two pages long. The year, the title, what he played, you know, it's a, there's a table that they give you, and it wasn't there. And uh, I must have missed it, though, because what I'm saying is improbable, you know. Very. Um, yeah, all I see but, him uh, is in his uh, TV series. The Western? No, just like TV shows. 
What's the name of one of them? Well, you said you were watching a movie. I know, but what are the the, the one uh, Western was one of the best ones I've ever seen. They ended it after there's one called one season. There's a movie called Amsterdam, and he was in the Mandalorian, uh, Deadwood, the movie. That Deadwood is the series, which also was a movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood, he was in that. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, Justified, maybe. I don't no, know. the war movie had a, had a strange name. Well, anyway. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, Fascinating. So, where, uh, what, have, what have you been up to? What... Uh, I, I've, I've got a couple of stories I guess I could tell, but... Uh, well, I've done, uh, let's see, I think uh, I went on my uh, trip out to uh, State College. I have a story to tell you about that. And uh, then went to Dunkirk and fished uh, for brown trout, which I sent you a picture of, I'm sure. Um, my brother and I caught one at the same time called the double for reasons I will never understand. And so we have double. a picture of each of us with a fish, but... On the way to State College, I was about an hour there. It's about a nine-hour drive. And I'm driving in from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and driving, 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 listening to the radio. Get to Youngstown, Ohio, and it's like still another hour and a half. I'm like, wow, this is a long ways, nine hours. Yeah. Or seven and a half hours, I should say, seven and a half hours. And uh, I called my brother. I said, well, I'll be there in about 30 minutes And when I was that close. And he said, all right. He said, listen, man. And uh, then I hear another voice say, hey, Uncle Dennis. And his son, Adam, is there from D.C. and his wonderful girlfriend. Um, and uh, I said, oh, wow, the family's there. He says, yeah, man, Mac, see Mac tonight, too, but he's bartending. Going to be a busy, busy night day, busy night tonight, busy day tomorrow. Uh, I said, why? He said, well, you know, tomorrow's the big game. I said, what game is that? State College is playing Michigan. Nice. Their biggest rival in Penn State. And he said, you get to go to the Penn State-Michigan tailgate. Ooh. The game's at noon. We need to be there by 7. How American. Nice. We got there at 8, and uh, everything was completely set up. Popped a beer for breakfast started eating some food that people were handing out. And then, and there's a video of this, which I'll send you, because description won't, 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 won't cover it. At a, every hour on the hour, of the, the guy who's the organizer, who in, in some parlance this is referred to as the bishop, stands up on a cooler and he says, hey yeah, hey yeah, hey yeah. Um, and uh, starts doing a chant. Whoa, 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 you know, yeah. chant. And as he's doing the chant, the 12, 15 people around our tent, which is next to a tent with five or, ne- five or six people, another tent, five or six, right across from us, another tent, five or You get the picture. Entire green lot the size of a parking lot. Tents every square inch, a, pa- a road size path to get back and forth to some bathrooms and there are literally on Penn State campus 100,000 people tailgating and so as he starts doing this chant 
which is, you know, it's, it's, it's time, it's hour on the hour, people start to gather around from the entire area. And by 11 o'clock, there were over 200 people who, when he was done and everybody was there, he started saying, who needs, who needs? And people were walking around with big jugs of Jägermeister and they oh, had God. these little plastic cups they what were hanging wrong? out. And so they had hundreds of, of shots to pour in these little plastic cups. Sure. Who needs? Who needs? And soon everyone had one. And he says, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. And he introduces Michigan players and says, uh, you're welcome to play your fight song. And uh, then we're going Hail to, to the uh, sing ours. Dun, dun, dun. I know that one. That's right. And, and so... They did that the only fight the, hour. the original bishop, who was an old dude who's now retired, sat behind me. He had these vulgar lyrics the original bishop. to the Michigan fight song that you know he's been singing for 40, 50 yeah, years, yeah, yeah. whatever. So <laughs> he he's got the he's got the shot glasses up and he says pretty quietly, We are. And people say, Penn State, we are Penn State, we are Penn State. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And by the end of, of his cadence, yeah. he's screaming, we are Penn State, we are. And then uh, they sing their fight song. Right. And then they all take the shot. And he and they wipe their mouth. And he says, we are Penn State, we are Penn State. And does it. All again, and when he's at the height of it, he's done, and he says, Thank you! And everybody screams out, You're welcome! And it, every nice. hour on the hour, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, game at noon. I went to a bar to see the first, uh, uh, the opening kickoff and drive, and Michigan was three and out, which, as it turns out, was the highlight of the game for Penn State. Uh, who got just beaten up? It was it was not a fun game to watch. Anyway, so that was my just, Penn State story. Just as as someone that is now so far removed from the college uh, sports world, I was yeah. I was only ever barely with my yeah. up to my ankles in it. Uh, but that is that level of tribal chanting gets to something that is so inside all of us humans basic. like we it's we basic. it's so so ancient in our bones that we that i i can feel i can understand that that would just feel like total magic uh to the people doing that and for sure in europe they they do that for their own soccer teams and and crap like that too but uh it's just feeling like you're part of a tribe in that way and chanting and chanting and and we're going to go against that other tribe over there like it's so uh it scratches an itch that uh you know thankfully is about sports and not you know war well, in the, and in the case of this, you know, of these college rivalries, the the biggest one, <laughs> and <clears throat> what some people would say is the biggest uh, 
rivalry in all of sports, <laughs> not just all of college sports or all of football or or, or whatever, uh-huh. but all of sports is Ohio State, Michigan. <laughs> Which is no one referred to. No one outside. No one outside the U.S. has ever heard of Ohio State. Just to break it down. Well, but fine. Actually, they have a bigger. They have a bigger international uh, base than Michigan. But okay, maybe not in Spain. Just so you know. Okay, continue. They call it the game. They call it the game. It's just called the game. Yeah. And in the Michigan, or in the. in each of their locker rooms, but for certain, in the uh, Ohio State locker room, in the trophy room, there's a uh, basically an atomic clock that ticks out the seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months until Ohio State plays Michigan. And Michigan has the same type of thing, although I don't know that they have a clock. And the interesting thing about this year's uh, uh, discussion pre-games, you know, it's a big, big deal. There's all, all the channels, everybody's crazy about it. Four or five pundits, you know, holding, holding court on game day in Michigan, right up the road, really, in the biggest stadium in the United States. Hundred and ten thousand seats. Okay, um, and uh, the. The discussion, one guy said, you know, it used to be that while these guys hated each other, they respected each other. And when all was said and done, the coaches, you know, particularly when they, you know, in certain times of their life, they're very close. But now, he said, in today's society, they hate each other. They hate each other. There, this and 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 the Reese, all the clips, of course, are sensational. You know, of catches and whatnot, and they include fisticuffs. They include yeah. lots of fisticuffs, as if oh, they'd want to want to encourage such a thing. I'm sure they're this <coughs> not this biggest stadium in the in the United States is which stadium? Ohio, Michigan, the big house. It's Michigan called. Stadium in Ann Arbor. Yes. Okay. That's actually the second biggest, but cool. There's What's a, the biggest? There's a, motor, there's a motor speedway in Tennessee that's... that's that, uh, the Michigan one holds uh, 107,000, and the Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee holds 156,000. 156,000. 156, that's a lot of, lot of, that's a lot of. But is uh, that a stadium? Look, it's it, it's for motorsports and football, is what it's, oh. what it's listed. So, yes. It's funny then Good they grief. get away the with photo. saying that. The, the photos. Because all the announcers are saying it. The biggest stadium. Yeah. The, the, the biggest stadium in the country. It's the not, but like, uh, I. Uh, yeah, I mean it's the announcer's job to hype. They are they are hype 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 hype. Uh, this is this is the most important thing. You're about to watch the most important thing. Stay stay through the commercials. The this is about to be the most amazing thing. Blah blah blah. Uh, I have questions about your attire. That 
that uh, you know our our super duper mega Patreon subscribers, of which there are none, uh, will be able to see the video of your of your sleeves. But uh, I've I've seen a I've seen like um, young teenage girls with with sweaters that where there's a thumb hole that you can put your thumb through but i've never seen a fellow like yourself that has a thumb hole in the sleeve i understand it seems super useful if you want to keep your if you don't want your sleeve rolling up anyway when you put your this is, jacket this on or is, whatever this this is what i call my fishing shirt yeah, and when I put when I put my heavier shirt over the top of it, and I put a coat over that because I'm fishing in icy water in a 35 degree day, this will make sure that exactly as you say, not only won't my sleeve roll up, but also when I put my glove on, I've got that extra bit of warmth there. Exactly. I like. I remember when I. Uh... I don't recall anyone talking to me about it, but when I was raising my kids and I was teaching them, you know, when you when you've got long sleeves on in winter and you want to put on hold another thing right. to like pull the sleeve up and, and and grab it, and I used to say I used to say you know do the trick, and and they would all they would all do that, and so they know Such that clever as, children, they Such know that children. as as doing the trick, uh, but. Uh, but I, I honestly don't know why more sleeves don't have thumb holes. Like, it seems um, like such a reasonable solution to that. Well, there's problem. extra stitching. There's extra stitching. True, true. So it's it and it's it's more expensive. Well, I, you know, I, to stitch a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I understand. But I mean. But notwithstanding, people who want to buy something with like this yeah when i bought it i didn't know it had these and i have one i thought isn't that funny i have the exact shirt except mine has holes in it for my thumbs i was at the store i held it up it was eight dollars half off so it was four bucks jesus and uh um, that's some cheap i'm like oh yeah i got this and when I got it home and tried it on, I realized it was identical to the other one I have, which I wear all the time. And it's got the hand things, yeah. Huh. That's clever. Like And orange. And a, a nice, you know, gray stripe going down the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's modeling now. Oh, wow. Look at that body. Fantastic. Sit back down. Ripples. Yes. A six pack. Uh, cool. Actually, it's a twelve pack. Nice. Uh, uh, so let's see. Since we've spoken last, uh, I've been. We've been transitioning into uh, sports parents. Uh, you know how they're, they're soccer moms. Yeah, soccer mom sort of stuff. Except that uh, we are 
uh, martial arts. And well, there's some tennis too. So my son is doing tennis, um, and he's decided he's agreed to uh, compete. And so, like, he has a he has an official national number. Uh, he like he's a member of the national tennis league or whatever. <laughs> and, so he was asked and, by his coach. Yeah, and so. Uh, he played one match where it was doubles, and he and his teammate uh, won. Uh, and then another match, his first singles match, where he was pretty badly trounced. And uh, I later spoke to the to his coach, and his coach said, "Yeah, um, he did really, really well, but." At this age, the kid that's stronger is going to win. Like, if you if you can hit it harder, you're gonna you're gonna win. Uh, and so, like, this kid was slightly older or whatever, uh, and bigger. And it reminded me of uh, so much of the interesting things from um, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Outliers book have been sort of debunked but one of the things that I haven't heard debunking of is uh, apparently most of the professional NHL players the professional hockey players um, like the vast majority of them were born before uh, bef- b- between January and May, like the, their birthdays are all in the at the beginning of the year, because as kids the cutoff was always uh, you know December thirty first, and so if you were slightly older and stronger, then you did better, and then you were chosen to to go on, and there's this sort of. Per- uh, perpetuation of being having that slight advantage and it's a beautiful theory who knows if it's if it's true at all uh, but there's this beautiful theory that if you start off with a little bit of an, of an advantage then you will uh, then you end up uh, pursuing it would, that it would likely be true from a psychological standpoint because you're uh, a successful athlete is sure of himself right exactly yeah so sure of themselves and and if they have success, I mean, if if you get beat every time you play, you're going to be disheartened. Right. So so anyway, I I thought that was that was interesting. But uh, he's going to. Uh, it feels like almost every freaking weekend now. There's a there's a little, yeah. little tournament thing, uh, and within my, an hour. Uh, so far, so far they're all they've all been like walking distance in our own town but uh, this weekend there's one that is a 30 minute drive away that I have to take him to Um, but uh, my daughter also has done her first uh, her sport is taekwondo uh, and she went to her first competition this past weekend and uh she it's it's not it's not combat it's a can you do this series of moves and kicks and things 
properly the way that is considered proper. Uh, and against pe- an opponent? No, it with judges giving you ranking, giving you a, a score. So you're performing for the judges. You're performing for the judges. Yeah, I it's see. it's. What, what it, why wouldn't they put in a an opponent there, a no touch opponent there? You well, know, so they were uh, doing it to a person, a fighter, because that's more realistic. I, I don't Who's know doing the same one. I I think somehow the I don't know anything about the history of this, but somehow the martial arts have gotten to be more about like. It almost feels like dance to me, where you're doing this combination of moves and kicks and and stuff, and uh, and there's a way to do it properly. Like you need to get your leg this high in the air, or you need to get the rhythm down of the of this one-two punch or something. But you're not actually fighting anything, and I kind of feel like it's a weird way of being able to teach this stuff without people getting hurt or something but she does later in 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 her classes they have like actual like physical contact uh, combat but uh, I don't really know but this particular competition was can you do this series of moves and there's like 25 moves that you have to remember and keep in your in your head and like do it in the right in the right way and stuff and uh and she did uh a, everyone said that her technique was was amazing but then she sort of got in her head at the last minute and sort of like forgot what the next thing is and hesitated a little bit and then uh so she got sort of a low score because uh because of that but um and of course she was super nervous because you're there in front sure. of a bunch of people and and doing this and in front of the judges and it was her first time doing anything like that uh so she was super super She's nervous 12 uh 14 uh oh, 14 and which is even more nerves <laughs> i would imagine uh and it was uh but it was like when it was over she was sort of like freaked out or whatever but then all her her teammates were were there with her and she had such a good time that she wants to she wants to do it again so uh good but it was good well that's going to keep you busy yeah and not only that speaking of doing moves and remembering moves and stuff uh i have also started going back uh, to uh, salsa dancing classes with my wife. Uh, we used to do this a long time ago, back before we had kids, and <laughs> and we found a we found it's it's actually a teacher we have that we went to fourteen years ago or whatever. Oh uh, no, kidding! But boy, is he so good! You, and was it somebody a memory that you? picked up on it quicker because you did kind of remember it? oh yeah we 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 went directly to the uh to the advanced class and 
Uh, and Have you been dancing it, it since you learned it? No, I mean, no, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, it had been a while, but when we went to the class the first time, uh, the teacher uh, clearly realized that that we we knew something. We'd just forgotten the names of all the moves and, and crap. Right. Uh, and uh, it's been uh, it's been kind of wild going going there and relearn like they just have these arbitrary names for a set of spins and moves and stuff and so we're there and the teacher calls out okay now everyone we're gonna do the 74 and you have to remember what that is and what what's several thing what several steps that entails and uh, it and it's it's the it's the man that has to remember that like the woman is just sort of following what the what the man mm, does uh but it's uh yeah but it's been uh it's been kind of crazy learning learning that sounds like learning fun. That stuff again and trying sounds busy to, though with all this yeah the weekend thing i remember when we had uh Three. Let's see. How many kids do we have? Sports age. One, three. They're all playing soccer. So, seems like that's all we did. I was soccer coach, even though I didn't even understand the game, <laughs> and I still don't. I didn't even know the rules. But they were three. They were you know, four years sides. old. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, to just kick the ball, not the person. And let's get it in the goal. But they were it, older than four. I had I had older girls. I had seven or eight year olds. <coughs> but the the so it's a big it's a big sports weekends for me are are are, uh, are built around my schedule is built around the various sports games that are playing in this time of the year. It's sports ball, um, foot football, and um, the Lions from Detroit are doing very well. Their best record since 1960. I heard some some Lions uh, news, like leading the division. That, blah, that they blah, weren't blah. sucking. Or something. Is this, yeah, this coach is this big uh, former football player who blah blah blah. They're playing the Saints this weekend to give you an idea. In New Orleans, and they're favored to win in New Orleans home field. But then the Buffalo Bills, which I've been following all my life, who had this huge game, went into overtime, and they lost, and they shouldn't have. And and I turned on basketball last night to see Michigan State, and I'm still, I have to switch sports. I was so disinterested in the basketball game because it wasn't football. I'm not done with football. My football mojo is still there. Huh. I can't make, I can't say oh this is an interesting game no, in fact I I had it on speedy, like I had it fast forwarding, so I saw the whole game in about ten right. minutes, tried to follow it, saw the score changing, and just to get an idea of the tempo, and then it snowed here of, of the basketball snow, yes, you're it watching the basketball weekend, which accelerated, yes, yeah the football okay. I watch. <laughs> Because I was going to say football sports. could really use some acceleration, but whatever. Cool. Uh, they're 
they're crazy good athletes. I tell you, they're the athletes now too are so perfectly conditioned, and the equipment is so much lighter, right? That it's not unusual anymore to see a football player jump over the top of another opponent who may be crouched down for a tackle and or do a complete backflip to get over a person or to get into the end zone. Right. Or to celebrate in the end zone doing a backflip. You know, it just... (laughs) You wouldn't have to go back many years to be able to say that never happened. Right, right, right. You know? Um, And they're like... they're, They're like human destroyers. I mean... They're just built for one thing, you know, some of these guys, just to squash and tackle and grab, you know, and, uh, oh, God, they're getting but hurt like, that, the That's time. true of all the sports. Like, if you watch how, like, the golfers all go to the same gym in, in uh, Florida where they all uh, work on their, on the specific golf muscles and they get super jacked on the muscles that can make you hit the ball uh, yes. even further, and Tiger Woods was the uh, was the first one that took that to uh, a high level, right? And you can look at pictures of Tiger, as you know, from his teenage uh, amateur years to about two years into his professional life, and he he turned into a fucking beast. His surgery on his foot, by the way, that he had his foot in his ankle in, in April, he's announced yesterday that it's very successful and he's pain-free. That's really good news. Boy, I'm... the. He's going to win one more. Being an athlete and having... I mean, if I if I lost a finger or something, I would suck at my programming job uh, for a while or whatever. But being but being an athlete where your income fluctuates so much on whether or not you're you slept on your shoulder wrong, uh, it's just kind of crazy to me. Yeah, but. Well, it's a it's a the level of commitment to the sport epitomized by Tom Brady, not my favorite quarterback, but uh, certainly the best quarterback there ever was. His regimen, which is there's loads of stuff written on it, temperature controlled bedroom, uh, highly specific wow. diet, balanced protein, hired trainers certain amounts of sleep, rest, just, and it's nonstop. And um, that's one of the reasons why one would assume, I know that he said it, I think he said it, was that it's one of the reasons you retire. It's like, when do I get to just live a life instead of so centered on this one thing and so regimented and so disciplined, you can imagine, you know, his wife, who left him, as it turns out, who Oops. would say, well, we, we have this dinner party we're going to, and um, he isn't going to be able to drink. 
He's going to have to leave early. Yep. He, you know, he'll do what he can. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, it's one of the reasons I was never a very good athlete is that I was never that disciplined to want to practice. I was a runner, you know, and ran track. And uh, I had a, I was pretty good at that. Um, but, you know, it was a lot. And I ended up quitting. Well, I ended up getting kicked off the team. Well, the entire team was kicked off the team. Oops. Because the entire team was out drinking one night, and the, uh, the uh, football coach uh, caught us and reported it to the priest who oh, was God. the track coach. No and he kicked all of us off the team and then spoke to each one of us individually and then invited, as it turns out, everybody back to the team. And I said, no, I think I'd rather drink. Of course. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why you can't compare your health to the uh, to the Hollywood, you know, magazine cover celebrity people, where it's their job to be super fucking fit, and they have yeah. a team of people helping them uh, regiment every Game part of weight, their lives weight. to be that fit. And it's not fun for them. And it's not fun for them. And But we, we still kind of like, well, why don't I have a six-pack like uh, you know, uh, Captain America or whatever his name is. Uh, and it's just like you can't... Like, if, if it were your job... If your body shape were your job then yes yeah like that would be a thing but for the rest of us like that's not our job like our job is to produce value in some other way so anyway yeah so it goes yeah so uh tell me what's your what's your uh let's uh dive i i want to hear your um latest on U.S. politics? Well, yeah, multiple fronts, typical fronts. The war is uh, Israel, Hamas. Um, you know, after our last talk, and I sent you the numbers, we now know the numbers very clearly. Of You know, and, and as it turns out, there's a pretty strong impression worldwide that Israel might have overdone it a bit. Um, you know, and there's something that's linked to that in a way that I haven't I haven't been able to communicate the link exactly. But at the same time, the hostages, they give up three Palestinians for every other for every single hostage. And it's sort of like, all right, you killed, uh, you know, 1400. So we've killed 14,000. 5,000 of which are children. There's What's going on is so spectacular. And the response of Israel, not unexpected, and 
not clearly understood because we just knew that they were going to bomb and they did and it was more indiscriminate than what they claimed unless one thinks that you know it's like I, someone said so interesting um what what about uh berlin when we our allies bombed berlin and uh how about the women and children we killed then when we dropped a bomb on hiroshima and wiped out everyone regardless what 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 you you saying what we shouldn't have done that to end the world war i mean you know and people don't like this woman it's, said, a, oh, it's a tough uh, regardless to regarding berlin she said oh well they didn't kill any they didn't kill any citizens that's like lady dresden right are you yeah kidding? dresden is the big one yeah you know and so, so it's it's a it's a tough question i was at, that wasn't my question oh i was asking about us politics us politics this is it's all about politics because the arabs in the united states are so pissed one was said the other day we're not going to vote for biden unless he can turn into jesus christ and raise dead people from the grave we won't be voting for him now, because Trump states, is so much better. No, no, no. It's got. They're not talking about Trump. They're talking about Biden. They're not saying they're going to vote for Trump. That's. You could ask them that, and they would say, "I'm not sure, but I ain't voting for Biden." It is. He isn't the other alternative. There's eight people running for president. You know, Wait, there will be on, eight people. That, uh, no, there are. If you're a person of principle who isn't voting because you care about the outcome as much as you care about your personal obligation to hold true to your strong beliefs there's a lot of people who vote that way well, or, say, or don't in this say, case or, or yeah, that's right and who say look if you if, I can't if you're vote. upset if you're upset about the bad thing your your people on your ballot have done then of course no one's going to vote like i wouldn't well but not everybody on the ballot's done bad things well a lot of people run and have never been in a position you think jill stein has got a you know a closet full of I'm, skeletons i'm talking about ballot the presidential ballot me too jill stein's running for president again yeah. Okay. I was talking about and she does in, in November. But yeah, she won't be. Okay. Okay. What do you fine. mean? But she'll be on the ballot because her party is putting her forward. Democrats are putting forward. Republicans are putting forward. The Green Party's putting forward. There's going to be a lot of people on the ballot. All these parties are there so my only point is this to your point which is if the people who are running have done bad things people won't vote there's a lot of reasons people won't vote one of them though is not that everybody who's running for president has done bad things or things that you that that the or let's not say bad 
let's say, controversial and polarizing. You know, Jill Stein is a doctor and a, and a, 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 a civil rights leader, women's rights leader, and it isn't like she pulled the trigger on, you know, saying I love uh, Israel without mentioning much about the Palestines and Palestinians, okay. and but you know. Okay, so you. Uh, but here's my point. Me on the back to the point. <laughs> this is why it's politics in the swing states where there's a difference in winner and loser of 55,000, 60,000, 100,000 votes. It's about seven states that matter. They're called the swing states. In each of those states, there is what could be described as a sizable Arab American population. In one case, with a 50, one of the states, I don't know which one, 55,000 people, difference in the vote, there's 27,000 Palestinian Americans, Arab Americans. This could be the difference. Now, a lot of people, you know what? Jill Stein may benefit, but guess who would win? The Trump. worst guy. I don't think Trump is going to be the nominee. Of course he is. I've been on no. some, Look at all the polls. No. He's winning everything. Have, He's leading have, everything. Have, have you, do you know who is uh, leading this time and uh, after Iowa in, in, in uh, 20, 20 uh, let's see, oh, 20 something or other, Rick Sanctorum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another year it was, another year it was Huckabee. Okay. Right, I mean, and, but they, you, but they were against, they, they were, they were leading against the juggernaut that is Donald, uh, and. Sanctorum wow. didn't run against Donald Trump. That was before Donald Trump. Sanctorum was more yeah, like yeah. That, that was that was Romney. That was Romney, and what a Ro fantastic juggernaut that was. Well, and Romney wasn't uh, running against Trump either. No, he wasn't. But because he won the <laughs> nomination. Uh, oh, well, yeah. But he, Trump wasn't a candidate. <laughs> Okay, that's where the episode stopped because one of my co-hosts uh, turned this thing off. And so, there you go. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 199. Holy crap, are we close to 200? And you can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. And glad to be back. See you next week.